Hello, everybody. I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Ananta. We'd especially like to welcome all of those who are viewing online, and certainly all of you who are gathered here today. And if you are here at the village for the first time, um, please take the opportunity to introduce yourself to ourselves or one of the greeters out front. We also have a lunch that follows service uh, at the expanding light in the dining room there, and you'd be welcome to attend that if you'd like. <clears throat> so I'm reading from Rays of the One Light, and these are uh, commentaries uh, by Swami Kriyananda. And this is week 50. It's called Living in the Presence of God. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25, we read of a king, capitalized, for the reference is to God, who welcomes certain devotees to the divine consciousness, saying, I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. The elect asked him when it was they had served him in these ways, and the king answered, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. To see God as residing in every human being, as indeed he does, is to open oneself to limitless opportunities for serving him. Paramahansa Yogananda, an autobiography of a yogi, described a saint who lived in this consciousness as the greatest man of humility I ever knew. He described a seemingly chance encounter with this saint. Another day found me walking alone near the Howrah Railroad Station. I stood for a moment by a temple, silently criticizing a small group of men with drum and cymbals who were violently reciting a chant. How undevotionally they used the Lord's divine name in mechanical repetition, I reflected. My gaze was astonished by the rapid approach of Master Mahashai. Sir, how have you come here? The saint, ignoring my question, answered my thought. Isn't it true, little sir, that the beloved's name sounds sweet from all lips, ignorant and wise? He passed his arm around me affectionately. I found myself 
carried on his magic carpet to the merciful presence. If you would see God, watch for him everywhere. If you would hear his voice, listen for it in all sounds and also in their supporting silences. If you would know God, seek his wisdom behind merely human knowledge. The Bhagavad Gita in the sixth chapter states, One who beholds my presence everywhere and all things dwelling equally in me. He never loses sight of me, nor I of him through all eternity. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Thank you all for coming. We are uh, like the gathering in Bethlehem that drew the three Magi. You are the 2019 version of the Magi. You traveled from some place far away perhaps, maybe close, and you came because the light of the Christ consciousness, the temple of light called to you, and you did something about it. So thank you for coming. I'd like to talk a little bit about this reading that Maria gave us, that Swami Kriyananda assembled, because I think it may be helpful for us in our spiritual life to practice the presence of God and to extend it. And this little story that happened in Kolkata um, when Yogananda was a little boy is very instructive, and I think it's very helpful for us, or can be very helpful for us. Our goal as disciples and truth seekers is to realize that God is everywhere, to see God in everyone. I want to set the record straight. Paramahansa Yogananda recognized that the chanting was bad. Master Mahashai understood the music was not very good. It's not that they were tone deaf or didn't understand uh, rhythm and tempo, but there's another dimension to it, and that's why the story is with us today, is the consciousness of the disciples was devotional and enthusiastic. A for effort, A for devotion, F for music. And what Master Mahashai was uh, reinforcing in Yogananda was that that is the way the Masters see this world. That is how we, as disciples, need to see this world. This world begins with pure love of God, light, peace, joy, and through the instances of Maya, it, the beautiful light of God is diluted, it is muddied, 
It is hardly recognizable at times. And that's what Master was commenting on. How undevotional this chanting is. Uh, but the saints, the Masters, look at the heart of the matter, not at the Maya. We have a choice every day. This world is a mix of divine love and then that love filtering down through the veils of Maya, mixed with egotism, self-centeredness, avarice, greed, lust, on and on and on. You know about it. You see it all the time. But if we want to realize the truth of the presence of God, what we need to do is to keep our eyes on the high part of each instance, of each person, of each situation. What we have to do is to focus our awareness on the divine as much as we can and essentially ignore everything below that. And that's what Master Mahashai wanted Master to do. He wanted him to remember that these musically challenged disciples were good disciples in essence and with a little help, Bhagavati and Ramesha could straighten them out in no time. We, we'll get this straight, boys. Uh, but the important thing is to realize that they're chanting the names of God. That that's the reality. They're striving for it. They recognize it. You all came here today because you recognize it. You're truth seekers. You may be on a different path. Great. There's a lot of paths to one place. And that place is the presence of God. But it is in every human being. And I think you may find that if you can extend the consciousness with which you meditate to this world and animate it with that concentration on the divine, because that's the definition of meditation, concentration on some aspect of the divine, then you're going to find that that light becomes more permeating in your consciousness. That's the consciousness of the masters. Uh, in this little play, Master Mahashai plays the enlightened, Master plays the not-quite-enlightened guru. Um, he was enlightened, but he, they play this for us. Lahiri plays the, dis, the student to Babaji, and then Sri Teshwar plays the student to Lahiri, and then Master plays the student to Sri Teshwar, and then Swami Kriyananda plays the student to Master, and then we play the student to Swami Kriyananda, and then the next generation plays the student to us, and, and on it goes. And we move in the spectrum of light into the reality that God is everywhere, and we move into the consciousness of the Masters. This Master Mahashai was a direct disciple of uh, Paramahansa Ramakrishna, the great avatar of Dakineshwar, India, who lived, and Master Mahashai was the one who wrote down the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. He took notes every day at the ashram on what did Ramakrishna say and what did he do, and he watched Ramakrishna. Ramakrishna lived in the consciousness of God. He could barely keep his consciousness together in the consciousness of the world. I want to tell you two Ramakrishna stories. They're quick and they're great. 
<laughs> so one day Ramakrishna is going down the, the road in a cart. He sees an English schoolboy waiting for the bus or the cart or whatever you do in 1860 or 1870. And the, little boy, the boy has his leg crossed like this while he's waiting. Ramakrishna sees him. That reminds him of Krishna. Ramakrishna goes into Samadhi. <laughs> like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> One more Ramakrishna story. So Ramakrishna is out and he, he looks up and he sees a big black rain cloud. And some birds, some white birds fly in front of it. Probably cranes or maybe pelicans or something. But he sees that and the beauty is so great that he goes into samadhi. <laughs> That's how close the masters are. Our Paramahansa Yogananda was able to integrate the two consciousness, so he would just say, they wanted to take a picture of master. He said, wait a minute, let me go into samadhi. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. We want to be there. We need to be there. We're going there. And there's a... I had a thought. Master used to say, when you're meditating and you close your eyes and you concentrate, he said, concentrate on the center of whatever light you see. You don't have to make it the spiritual eye. You don't have to make it the blue field and the gold ring. You don't have to make it a vision of your guru or anything. He just said, concentrate on the center of whatever light you see. What if we do that on a daily basis in our waking life. What if we concentrate on the center of whatever light you see in that person, whoever it is, the wife, the girlfriend, the brother, the boss, the opposing attorney in court, the business, everything. What if you concentrate on the center of whatever light you see and try to feel the divine playing that part. The patient, the doctor, the business person, the business itself. What if you see in that business an effort to share abundance, to employ people, produce a product, share a service? Don't get into the, the lower ends of it, if there are lower ends of it. Don't bring your consciousness down. But hold your consciousness in the highest expression. When we were building this building, we had to go to the engineers, and we had to go to the county, and we had to go to all this rigmarole. And it was, sometimes it was frustrating, but what we, we had to do was say, no, this, is, this inspector is trying to assure that we meet the codes and we meet the Dharma. We have to see the people that we're dealing with. And it, it goes from a high, pure level of Ramakrishna and Paramahansa Yogananda down to just the man on the street. But what if you just see on the man and the man on the street some spark of the divine, whatever you can see of it? I love parents expressing love for their children. And sometimes that love is pretty rough. It's pretty crass. But it's their expression of love. Just take the love and drop the crass. Because the reality of it is, is that the reality of God is lasting, and the crassness and the roughness and the dirt and all the low stuff 
It's there. Master knew the chanting wasn't good. It's not that he didn't know. He just chose to look at the love behind it. Look at the joy behind it. Look at the power behind it. Look at that and concentrate it. And you know what? That's inside of you. That's why the masters live there. Because they feel that divine energy. And so when Master went through and saw the disciples, he said, silver light, golden light. That's all he saw. That's what we can see in all people. And I'm not just, it's easy with you guys. <laughs> it's real easy. You know, you came to the expanding light for a weekend. You chose to live a life of discipleship. That's, that's easy. But when you get to those angry drivers on freeways, and bad chanters, and uh, dubious business practices, and people enticing you to sway from dharma. Don't get into the anger of it. They're, they know what dharma is. <laughs> Step one, they're trying to get you out of it, so that's, they're there, at least they're conscious of it. Give them some points for that, and let the rest go. You know, let it go. Uh, in the world that we live in, it's very much like the world in the day that Christ was born. You, do, you, do you remember what Herod told the three wise men? He wanted to know where Jesus was born so he could kill him. He wanted to put a hit on Jesus at the, at the age of like six days old. I mean, really? <laughs> they, they, on the way back, they didn't go to see him. <laughs> they, they went home to India. They went home to Tibet. Okay. But still in our world, you know, 2019, Bethlehem is in Palestine. It's on the other side of a fence. There's borders and there's all this politics. It's all the same. The Maya is the same and the Christ consciousness is the same. And the love is the same. And this beautiful song that Swami wrote about three wise men. And the Christmas songs. And the next 12 days when America accedes to world brotherhood, peace on earth, joy in the heavens, just go for it. Just take as much of that as you can and just forget the rest. I don't care that they're selling beer with Santas. <laughs> it's okay. It's just, it's just their expression. It's filtered down a long way from Mary and Joseph. <laughs> but okay, it's okay. Keep your focus on the center of whatever light you see. And at the end of the day, go back into that light and drop the world and focus on that light and feel that love and live in that love and realize you are one of the magi. You're one of the masters. And bit by bit, it's clarifying. It's getting clearer that that light of Christ consciousness and the, you know, the Buddha and Krishna, I'm not being sectarian here, that one light of all the masters, the consciousness that they live in, is your birthright. We need to get back there, and we need to get back there quick, because this world is constantly trying to pull us down, mix us up, delude us. That's, that's why Maya's here, is to mess it up. That's why Herod's there. That's why they had to take Jesus to Egypt. They had to flee because there's a, a hit on him. This is the Christ child. 
We've been waiting, Jewish people have been waiting for this guy for thousands of years, and this is, this is how we treat him. Well, Jesus was crucified at the end of the movie. We we get to that at Easter. But the point is that there's, there is that element, but don't buy into it. Be like Master Mahashai. Be like Master. Be like Swami Kriyananda. There's two aphorisms of Swami's that I absolutely loved. One is, say yes to life. And the other is, I'm not against anything. I'm just for things. <laughs> That's it. It's the Christmas spirit. It's commercial Christmas. It's rank commercialism. So what? Joy in the heavens. That's where we have our home. Live in that. Practice peace. Come to the concert tonight if you can. Listen to that music. I'll tell you one funny story. I was at the, this week I was shopping for some tools and I went to the Bargain Barn, which is a mm, fairly rustic business with wooden floors and four by four posts in it and people bring their used tools or they, their grandfather's used tools when they pass away and they, they sell them cheap in little bins. I went there, I needed some, uh, some tools. And I'm in there, and I'm working, and they're playing Christmas music. So what do I hear? Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. I don't usually hear that in the bargain barn. <laughs> but I heard it this week because of the guru. Practice the presence of God, and the presence of God will be all around you. You'll see it in everyone. You'll feel it in everyone. Your meditations will improve. You'll feel that that light is who you are. And as you practice your meditation morning and evening, in the interim, in the daytime, you'll see Christ and the Masters and Mary, the Mother of God, and every woman. And you'll see St. Joseph, the stepfather, providing for the child, taking care of the situation, getting them over to Egypt, getting the rent paid, collecting the food, taking care of his family. That's what our brothers and sisters are doing. You're very lucky. You've had enough suffering, and you're now ready to get out. Get out of that suffering. Get out of that wheel. I'd like to read Paramahansa Yogananda's thoughts on this subject. In the Whispers from Eternity, he, Yogananda, wrote, Let me feel that thou and I are one. When the sparks of cosmic creation flew from under thy crucible of love, I danced with all the lights that heralded the coming of a myriad worlds. I'm a little spark of thy joyous cosmic fire. O thou son of life, as thy nectar poured into the little cups of human minds, filled with molten liquid of vital sparks, they thought to contain thy golden infinity in the smallness of their human feelings. In each fragile, undulating mirror of human flesh, I see reflected thy restless dance of omnipresent power. In the lambent waters of life, I behold thy ever-steady, almighty life. Teach me, Christ-like, 
by the power of concentration to still the restless storms of desire raging on the lake of my mind. Stilling those waters, I lovingly behold thy unruffled face of cosmic stillness. Cause the little wave of my life to subside, that thy consciousness in me spread out to become thine own vastness. Let me feel my heart throbbing in thy breast, my feet moving with thy energy, thy breath breathing through mine, thy energy actively moving my arms, thy thoughts weaving all the thoughts in my brain. When I cry, thy soft sigh within me wakens me to thy joy. In thy playfulness, little bubble visions of thy creation float dancingly in the chamber of my dreams, which manifest in my sleep of delusion. Thy meteoric will courses through the skies of my own willpower. Make me feel that it is thou who art I. O make me thyself, that I behold my little bubble of self ever floating in thee. Merry Christmas. <laughs>